Come on in, guys. Welcome back to Talking Llama. We've got episode 10 of Survivor 45 to recap here. And Jared, I'm just going to say it. If you didn't like this episode, I'm not sure what to say about that. So tell me you liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I I have nothing nothing too negative to say. Just a couple <laughs> nit, nitpicky things. Um, but overall, yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Okay, off to a good start. I would have been disappointed if, if you had come, come into this with some raging hot takes about how it was not good. Cause this was, I thought this was a great episode. I don't know if you're going to, if you're going to go that far, but I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I, I won't say great, but it was, um, I liked it. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll, yeah, we'll dive a little deeper into why that would be. Um, but overall I, yeah, I start this podcast in a good mood. Always good to do that once in a while. Keep the listeners guessing. Yep. Yep. Well, the big one happened. Finally got Bruce out of the game, and (laughs) they shouldn't have. (laughs) Yeah. What a... I guess I don't really know what I was expecting to happen, but it it just felt kind of weird. Weird? How so? Like, there's, they're like, regardless of the decision, it's just like they're going after the wrong people. So, like, yes, it's nice to get him out when he has an idol. And, like, but like, who cares if Jake would have gone? Cause, like, he's not really a threat. I don't know. I'm, I'm when, a you, little... when you say they, I'm assuming you're meaning Emily, Katura, Jake, and Bruce. Uh, when you say they're going after the wrong people, wrong person, just the, the, yes, that, that is who I'm, that is who I'm talking about. Um, but I guess all, but yeah, anyway, sorry, I, I'm not going to think out loud. I'll let you, I'll let you take it from here. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Well, give you some time to think on, on the boat mechanics while we start the beginning here. Once again, they come back to camp, disappointed that Bruce had won immunity. He won two in a row, or has won two in a row at this point to start the individual run. Can't flush his idol. Um, so they need him to lose that next immunity challenge to flush it. And what about the next time? Which is the plan you think would happen. But as we already already discussed, it's they got a little little more bang for the buck than they were expecting. Um Emily at this point is in a really interesting place that that entire four foursome, like Emily specifically because she's conceivably with the Reba four, but is clearly the fifth in that group of five. And then she also has this just massive, a, of a trio of, of Jake, Bruce and Katura that if the four of them could work together using her position as the fifth in the, in the Reba group, they could do something. Um, 
but she also doesn't get the sense that Bruce will play his idol for anybody but himself, that there's no strategic move there. And from her standpoint, I see that. But from his standpoint, I mean, granted, he made an incredibly dumb decision anyway, but just broadly speaking, game strategy-wise, I don't see why someone in Bruce's position in this exact point in the game would play the idol for somebody else, save for himself having immunity and want to make a move with it. Yeah, like, and that then we're talking about even maybe the last vote, like, like the vote at five, if you have immunity and your idol, like that's when he would play it. Yes, yeah, and and not that that's a bad thing, but I I just don't think Bruce is thinking that way strategically. Uh, no. That he's no. very much a, how does what I have, like, what can I do for me and only me? Straight shooter. He's a straight and shooter. What can I do by myself is kind of how it seems. Like, he's in a tough spot. Like, I get it. But they they weren't, you know, they meaning the, the Balo 3, they're not putting themselves into a position to win the game, especially Couture. If Couture gets to the end, she's going to get ripped apart for for what she's done and not done or not not tried to do at this point in the game this was her moment this was her chance to try to do something uh i mean she had a big moment that that part that that was that was odd to me i don't fully understand what (laughs) happened me neither although we'll get there while i'm thinking of it did you did you catch how when they had them swimming out to the boat and they cut off to like the wide shot. The boat was nowhere to be seen on the screen. No, I missed that. I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure they, they do extra shots of like the dream team people in those positions to get the shots. But it was just hilarious going from Couture, just jump in, swim to the boat. It's right there. Then they do the overhead shot and the boat is, I don't know. It's not even on the screen. So it's a hundred yards away at least based on that. And it was just, it's just a great cutaway. Um, mm-hmm. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Um, so, so Bruce does try to do, do a little something. He tells Couture that his idol went out with Kelly, that he was afraid of the, the knowledge is power. So he gave his idol to Kelly for safekeeping. Then she got voted out. And then he tells her, it was a lie. I just want to t- test out my acting skills. And what's funny here, um, Kelly actually, in her exit interview said that she was flo- she actually floated this idea or she considered floating this idea to Bruce to try to get his idol from him uh I don't, that I don't there th- was a knowledge is power in the game yeah and that she sh- and that, that he, he should be scared and that he should give his idol to her okay she never I don't think she ever went with it but it's it's, it's very funny that she was thinking of that and then Bruce uses that same setup as as his lie here um Kind of the the anti-Romeo from Bruce today. You know, Romeo uh, made up that he had an idol when no one cared at all. And uh, Bruce kind of makes up. (laughs) That quote-unquote reveal of his fake idol at Tribal. Just hysterical. The absolute (laughs) non-reaction of everyone there. (laughs) I mean, yeah, he, so might, Bruce, he might as, he might as well have said, "Hey guys, my name is Romeo." They're like, okay, yeah, we know. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. 
So he tells Katura and Katura in the confessional says she did not believe him for a second. Um but she should she should go along she should go along with this. She just she can't see past her annoyance. I don't know if it's hatred, but annoyance with Bruce, whatever it is, it's preventing her from doing anything that can win the game. This is at least a shot. If cuz then cuz then Bruce tells Jake the same thing with the idol, keeping it, keeping the truth to himself under the assumption that Jake being Jake will, you know, his, he has got loose lips and it'll, it'll become known. It takes time. It, it does happen. This, this is a chance. And Katura twice just blows this. And, um, Sorry, explain. Uh, I don't even know how to ask the question. Like explain what the chance was. Sure, let's start there. If if Bruce if this bec- if this becomes known and and the and the Rebas believe that Bruce does not have an idol because it went out with Kelly, they'll just vote for him and then the other group can play his idol on him and pick somebody off. And and Katura yeah. just says, "No, Bruce, I'm not going to work with him. It's laughable." Yeah. And then at the reward, she just straight up tells everyone right away oh no that's a lie he told me he told me that's a lie like oh actually yeah. no so she offers it up she offers it up as oh by the way he's going to tell people this and right there yeah. it's just like you you will not win the game playing like that no no like i i guess i don't know if it's just like you think it might be a little more personal um I mean, is it possible she's just like a bad player? And yes, it, like the yeah. Bruce, the Bruce hatred doesn't really factor into it. Like it just like I think it's more likely it would happen if it is Bruce telling her to go along with it where she'd be like, no. But I mean, I think she's just a straight up bad player. I think it's honestly a little hard to tell because her entire story has been I don't like Bruce and it's been a very fun story it's been hilarious to watch this every single episode just Katura's eye rolls or comments on on Bruce doing this or saying that but it we haven't really seen anything from her game wise and maybe maybe there's just not much there well or or maybe I, the show I... said this is the best part she doesn't really do much we're just going to hammer home the the Katura Bruce part but I don't really have a feel for what else she's been doing or trying to what she's been trying to do yeah. strategically. And may, maybe this was it. Maybe she was so consumed by it that there's not much else there. Well, I think that actually kind of relates to what we saw tonight because like it felt like they tried to make a, an intentional effort to feature Katura a little bit more. And like it was just the most disjointed combination of things that like you could show about someone. (laughs) And it's like, if this is like, if this is the best we have to like really feature Katura and her story, like, I I mean, it, it was like, yeah, like, so she has some like family issues and then she had like, some instant onset anxiety about water and like that's kind of it like that's if that's the best we can do 
with the most interesting things we know about her and, and kind of like putting it all together in a montage. I think that that probably tells us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a good point. Um, but again, missed opportunity, just can't see it. Whether it's a, because she's a bad player or she's just blinded by, by Bruce, which would be a mark of a, not a great player anyway. Um, just being so blinded by it. Um, but that's where we're at. And I mean, that's how she wants to lose the game. That's how she's going to lose the game, I guess. We get into the re- reward challenge. Um, obstacles, ball maze, pretty standard stuff. And playing for a trip. Guess where they're going this time, Jared? Uh, Hawaii. Nope. Um, you'll, it, I'm sorry. This was this was too tough of a question. They're going to the Survivor Sanctuary of all places. I never would have seen it coming. Have they? How long has it been since they've done that? At least six days for air air time wise, hmm. but like two days game wise, probably. Huh. That's a really. Long well, time. I yeah, I I kind of liked it. That was like a that's one of their new twists, right? That they're working sanctuary the where, where good things happen, which is apparently the the motto of sanctuary, of sanctuary. where chicken happens. Turkey tonight, though. Turkey where poultry happens. <laughs> Silverware <laughs> optional. They missed the Thanksgiving scheduling by a week. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it was turkey. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, that was yeah. last week. Thanksgiving mashed potatoes, a gravy. At least, yeah, they gave them actual sides. They had tables. They had knives and forks. This time, it was like a real meal. Yeah, I, good for them. Good for them. We've seen what it can be. They need to. They have we talked much over this past few seasons about how just nothing the rewards have been. Uh, I don't think like there's been a focused amount of time that we've spent on it, but like kind of gets mentioned here and there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little bit insulting, isn't it? Like if you're on the show and it's like, nice, like we earned a reward and you just show up and there's like a lone chicken sitting there. Like, I don't, I mean, why did we even show the challenge? That that one is so weird. That that's one that you'd expect where if someone like goes to exile and then like, oh, by the way, here's chicken for you. That's where you'd expect that kind of reward. But it just felt so out of place. Even this one, it was a real meal, but it wasn't anything big. They still went to the same like the sanctuary, just the same place. Like they even said, Oh, Emily's never been to the sanctuary. It's just like the the place they go. There's no there's no group movie outings. There's no helicopter rides. There's no visiting the locals. They to be ha- fair, they will never top the group movie outing again. I mean, it's good to retire it after Jack and Jill. I mean, <laughs> it could not. I mean, everything about that was perfect. The fact that that movie <laughs> ended up sucking so hard and then you had Coach just just blowing it. Yeah, just on his knees, just praising it to high <laughs> heaven, just getting his airtime, which mad respect for him for that. It was. Yeah. So. But they, they need to do something like, yeah, have, yeah. Have him go to a spa, like let them get a massage, go to a, a sauna, give him a hot tub. Well, do you think doing it on the same set or like same location kind of takes some of the options out? Because like. What you're you're like you're gonna meet the locals, and then you like show up. You're like, well, wait, that's Steve. Like, well, everyone, okay. everyone that, knows I mean, who that Steve specific is. example maybe doesn't work as well. But just the thing of the things they've done over the, you know, the the forty four prior seasons, 
there is more they can do than just send them to a makeshift diner, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna repeat what you say if I say it. But yes, there yeah. is because the the rewards like when they're when they're boring like this, they don't. There's not a net negative to the show, but they take away any potential added fun or drama by making them so just plain. Well, yeah, and you have to have a challenge for it, which it's like great. I mean, we're watching people like navigate an obstacle course for five minutes and then the payoff is like nothing basically. So that's just 10 minutes of the show gone right there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. anytime you have you have a good you know mix up of of groups and alliances, there's going to be something good that happens. And honestly, one of my favorite moments in Survivor history resulted from from this this makeup here. Um, so Emily wins the challenge, and before getting to choose who she takes with her, I think what would you think about the twist being she goes by herself? Like you have one person. Away from seven. Like, is that, is that too big of a split? What do you mean split? So, so like, Emily, it's just, like, Emily... Like, not you're get, just the one singled out in the split? Like, Emily wins. She doesn't get to, get to take anybody. She's up by herself. The seven go back to camp without her. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, well, then, I also don't know what the point would be because then it's just, like, there is no mix-up. It's just everyone back at camp without Emily. Yep, yeah, j- just spitballing as you know, yeah. we're so used to. So Emily, you've won this award, but first you have to pick someone to go with you because it's no fun being there alone. Like, just the thought of what if one time they just said, "Oh, by the way, you are going by yourself." Because that- <laughs> and and you're the only one that gets a letter. That would be great. Just don't yeah. tell her that because don't do the you can get it by yourself or give everyone else theirs, whatever. Um, yeah. So Jeff does reveal. That whoever goes will get the letters from home. So choose one person. She chooses. She chooses Julie, Mama J. Big theme of the episode. Then she ends up getting to pick two more. Takes Katura and D. Little lady, ladies' night and boys' day split. And at the reward, uh, Bruce's idol comes up, and this is what we were mentioning earlier. Katura just wastes no time saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, Bruce is going to lie and say it went out with Kelly." And then they're like, oh, okay, great. Well, our, our plans are now the same. Good to know that the lie we will eventually be hearing is pointless. Good to her. It's like, we don't, need, we don't need to rehash it. It's just frustrating seeing someone, like, granted, probably low likelihood of succeeding, but at least it's something. But I, I don't think we need to do go more into it than that. Then we cut back to the guys. And this guy's not just, just guys being dudes, as, as Jake says. First hit talk about what is farting, of course. Yep. yep. And then I can't think of another time Survivor has done an actual needle drop or used actual licensed music. And they cut to Kenny Loggins playing with the boys straight out of Top Gun on the volleyball, (laughs) beach volleyball. And I don't often like legitimately laugh out loud like ex- for extended stretches and survivor all laugh and there's a funny comment or whatever, but I was dying during this. They've got, they've got drew. I think it was drew hauling some, uh, some bamboo strips. Got, got him just doing all these different tasks, playing this song over 
over the montage. I mean, that was this, perfect. This is, I, I don't know, top five, 10 moments all time for me, just in terms of pure fun and entertainment. This was incredible. Yeah, there's there's certain times where I'll either be like doing things or watching things and I'll just have to say out loud, like, I love this. This is like it's it's everything at the same time that is great. And uh, yeah, that was one of those moments. This was whoever approved the the extra funds to, to get that music on the show. Give them a raise, give them a bonus promotion. Yeah, whatever. That, that was, was actually we got that because they spared the silverware the previous episode. <laughs> if if that's the way they want to spin it, then I'm then I am okay with it. If every time there's a just incredibly weak reward, we just know. Oh, next week there's gonna there's gonna be something. <laughs> there's gonna be something. They spent some extra money on. Uh, yep. This moment didn't didn't do this. This is like this is the auction. It didn't. This didn't do a single thing. To move the game along, like strategically, it was just pure. Hey, hey, audience! Here's something just simple and fun for you to just enjoy. Here you yeah. go. You're welcome. That's what the auction should be. Just not everything needs to have have stakes. Um, like we said before. I mean, perfect. No, ten out of ten. No notes. What whatever you want to say about it in the positive sense. Yes. Yeah. What did you think of Emily's decision? to split it just down the middle, four girls, four guys. Like, do you think it was like, because she mentioned when all the girls were there, like we're going to have a female winner. Um, What do you think like her motive was? And so as, as soon as Emily won, my thought was, this is really interesting for who she is going to pick. And I think the, we're going to have a female winner. Because it hasn't really come up at all that we've seen, it felt like that this is the thing you say when you have all the women left in the game alone together on reward. Yeah, but like, do you think that she split it that way on purpose to like try and make it happen, or like, I don't. I I think I think she wanted to split between both groups, and I think it happened to work out that the best people for her to take from each group were the, were the other, other women. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that there was a, you know, let's, let's band together and get the women working together to, to move forward here. Underlying theme to that. I think, I think the people that she viewed as best to take with just by chance were the other three women. Um, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, she kind of picked them one by one, too. It's not like Jeff said you get three. Because mm. um, I I didn't mind it at all. Like, I I thought strategically and just, like, game-wise, it's actually a very neutral way to pick people, too. Like, even if they're not the best people to work with, that's just, like, it's like, yeah, like, all the girls are going to hang out tonight. Like, all the guys can hang out. And, like, if I was there, I would probably have no issue with that like how she decided to do it. Yeah. Cause she's, she's got kind of her, her, you know, she has her feet in both camps a little bit. And, and when you usually see, whenever someone's pissed off about it, you see 
that in a confessional. You see someone say, oh, I can't believe so-and-so didn't take me or very interesting that she chose to take this person and not this person. And we didn't see any of that. No, no. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, just another, yeah, another really solid decision from her. She is playing maybe a little too well for her own good. We'll see. There's only three episodes left. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, but she's doing... I mean, she's doing everything right as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yep. Can't really poke any holes in the game. Um, but coming off the massive high of playing with the boys, just once again, fantastic. Uh, they get they get back and Jake tells so, so Drew had told Jake had told Drew about Bruce's idol being gone. And then Drew, of course, tells Austin. They they seemed a little too happy to believe that. I was a little surprised that they both bought in like so fully. I think we did hear, I think it was, J- I think it was Drew saying if it's true, but their reaction was as if they believed it hook, line and sinker. And that was surprising. Yeah. Especially from Drew. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's come off as someone who would have a little more skepticism. And at least like, if you want to, cautiously believe it like sure like let's keep this in the back of our our minds here but oh like it's just now coming up that that this has happened um but then from the guy on the outs yes and when he said and jake's been on the outs and then all of a sudden he comes up with this tasty little nugget of information i thought he was gonna say so of course i was skeptical of him yeah and he goes no so this is great for us like ah that's that's surprising (laughs) But then the Didn't girls come, stick the land. Yeah. And then the girls come back and Drew tells Emily about Bruce's idol and she corrects him right away. And that's what I was going to be curious about is because we've seen kind of the, the hints of eventually we're going to, we're going to have to split and, you know, eventually the rebels will have to break up. So I, I was a little curious if Emily D and Julie were going to tell the boys about that. I figured they would because it'd be a hard move to come back from. If it got found out that they knew and didn't tell them, but I thought if this was going to be like a catalyst of kind of we're going to set some lines here to, for the end game, this could have been it. But they did, you know, made no bones about it. They they told them. Um, and then Emily's in a tough spot, or not tough spot, but she's in a spot, um, because she she knows Jake would be the collateral damage if if and when Bruce plays his idol. And so she goes to Jake partially as want to keep him around partially as jury management, you know, you know, so she can say, Hey, at least, you know, if I get to the end, I warned him that these people were not necessarily working with him. And again, great move. Just very small, just like, just like Caleb with Emily early on. I mean, it's another, another Caleb lesson, maybe still, still hanging around that she sees that, Jake is likely someone who's going to be gone next. And she just tells him, hey, you're probably up next. Just start working on a plan if, if it comes to that. Um, and then so Jake pitches pitches Drew and doesn't really get any traction on it. And this comes back to Drew. And then this was another another bad, bad look for Drew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was really loving Jake this episode. Like, yeah, Jake was great. Yeah, he um, he's like the instigator that 
we kind of have needed for a long time. And he's not even like he's not even like a jerk or anything. He's just willing to say things and do things that other people won't. Yeah, I mean, partially it might be might be part of the Boston in him. Might be part of him just being like, hey, I have nowhere to go in this game right now. Let's just throw everything everything at the wall, see what sticks. But Drew confronts Jake about put his name out there and like pretty aggressively also. And yeah. and he kind of it comes off as Drew kind of sees himself as the main reason Drew survived the last two or that Jake survived the last two votes. And Jake thinks he's got other people looking out for him. Um, and their conversation was was great. Oh, I should have had to pull up. Someone had had the like their conversation of like the, the quotes that were made between the two of them. Um, basically Jake or Jake just says like, you're like, you're, you're not like some gift from God or is that what he said? Gift from God or. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Gift from God. Um, you're not a gift from God. Relax. I think our conversation is done. All right. Mobster have fun with it. <laughs> you're a goon. Your game is donezo. <laughs> some of the quotes. Thanks to Mike Bloom for that one. Um, and it's funny because, yeah, because Jake says that this conversation is done and Drew calls him a mobster. And Jake goes, I'm on the bottom. How am I the mobster? <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, you're coming to me for this information now. No, thanks. Yeah. And and Jake's got a Jake's got a point. Yeah. Yep. Like, um, I, okay. I guess. Make someone like need your information like that's the one way that he can make himself valuable and this is maybe not super related to what we're talking about at the moment but jake was the one that said like oh we're playing survivor like the vote that something actually happened Mm -hmm. and he's he had that moment where he kind of broke down and he's like yeah i'm just out of the loop on everything and like pariah no one's gonna work with me but like I think in a way that's kind of a reflection of the rest of the cast too, because like a lot of times, like people who want to make moves will come up to people who are free agents and, and work with them. So like there's a lot of seasons where sure he might not have a super strong alliance, but like he could easily get back into the game because people will need you. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if he just hasn't made himself needed or like, if everyone else is just that uncompetitive where they're just leaving him there. I think it's probably how tight. I mean, I think it's the Reba four that they yeah, are but like, would you say that's uncompetitive though? Like to just, just go with that till the end of the game. Like, well, I think those four, they probably see, guaranteed final four they all have a guaranteed shot at the final and they probably know that if they go against just because of how the game is gone if they go against if it's two of them versus jake or two of them versus bruce or whatever like they they might think they're not going to win that so if they can easily just coast to the final four let things shake out the way they shake out and not have to get blood on their hands and just they're saying oh we just stuck to our alliance the whole time they maybe don't need to tap into that competitive part. Now that's for those, those three or those four, but, and then, and then Couture and Bruce and Jake together are just, are just dysfunctional. Bruce is looking out for Bruce by what can Bruce do for Bruce? 
Couture is saying, how can I get Bruce out? And Emily is just trying her damnedest to, to win the game. And if it's Emily, Emily and Jake, you know, that's two people. They can't do anything together. That's how, that's how, I'm, that's how I kind of view it. That, yeah. that if there was more of a split or if those four weren't so tight, I think Jake would have some more maneuverability. But with the way the, the groupings have shaken out at this point, there's just not a lot of interest, right or wrong, probably wrong, to work with someone like Jake to make something happen. Now, next week, we got some hints at maybe someone wants to turn on somebody else. And maybe it's too late, but but yeah, I mean, he's in a spot where if someone wants to make a move, he should be the one that they go to. And I think Emily would use that. Um, but but yeah, I, I think I think more so it's a, it's just a a factor of how how the groupings have have broken down at this point. Yeah, kind of just a bad break for him to be on a season where half the remaining cast at eight is content to just like fight it out at the end amongst each other. Yeah, with just like because it's, yeah. it's not because if if he if it was Reba five. One of those people is left out and they have to do something. But when it's four, everyone at final four has, has a chance there. There's really no incentive for, for them. I mean, we see some hints about wanting to get, get Julie out. And maybe that was just talk just to kind of appease some people. But right now through 10 episodes, there's not much incentive to go after each other right now. They, they probably think that to win, it needs to be th- the three of them, whatever combination at the end, you know, me versus any of these other two. And we can coast to the final four and just duke it out. Let's just do that. Well, it's just bad strategy, but you know, whatever, whatever you want to do. There's like, if you were playing, not, this is just <laughs> going, going down a path that very few people care about. <laughs> um, But like, if you were playing like a large volume daily fantasy contest or like March madness bracket contest with this strategy, you would be so unlikely to win at even an average rate. Like you, you might as well just not even play like, but I, I get like, it's a little different. You're going to be there with three people with two people at the end. And if you make the right argument for yourself, you win. But like, if you, this is like everyone picking all the one seeds and then hoping that somewhere along the line in like the sweet 16, you had one team right that 90% of the rest of your tournament pool didn't have. And like, that's what's going to make the difference at the end of it. Like, it's just, you could just pick a different team to win. That would be, that would be the best thing to do. But they're just, they're not doing it. It's super frustrating. And it happens. It just happens so much where people are fine just going to the end with like really good people. I don't, I mean, I I agree with that, but I don't know that from the Reba's standpoint, I don't know that I see it as much of a, as much of an issue for them in this specific scenario. Cause I, I do feel like, Oh, at, at this point, I feel like Emily's the only one. I mean, only one. I think five out of seven could win with Jake and Katura out. But I mean, if Jake went somehow makes it to the end with two Rebas, I think he's got a shot. Like you saw how how Kendra was reacting to 
Now, that could just be Kendra being Kendra, and she's very emotive and emotional. But when those first few Jake votes were read, she was like, she was ready to, to cry. And so maybe that's just her, but I don't get the sense that anybody dislikes Jake. I mean, Julie probably only because he voted for her, but I don't know that on a personal level she dislikes him. Everyone else seems to be fine with him from that standpoint. There's not working with him in the game. Um, but the the Rebos, they they might be scared that if they go to the end with anybody but themselves, they're gonna lose. And so it might not matter to them. Because if they see their games as that closely tied, it might not matter to them who they go with between between the four of them. Okay. Well, so, I so think they, that's they, where we're thinking of it. So they might not they might not have in in their minds, it might not just be I'm gonna get to the end and see what happens. It's my only chance to win is to go to the end with a combination of the of of this four. See, I, yeah, that's we're totally different on that. I mean, I think it's just so obvious that like the Rebas have been in control and a lot of them are just playing the game better right now that like is going to make it less likely that you would win if there's two other people who can make the same arguments as you up there. Like where, you know, Jeff math, 33% chance that you win the game if you're up there with two other Rebas. But like, if you're the only one up there, like if you're Drew sitting up there with like Katura and Bruce, like, do you think you have a 33% chance of winning the game? My my guess, and I have no, no way to back this up. My guess is they probably think that if it's one versus two non-members that they win, if it's if it's two of them versus one of the others, that might yeah. be because if it's one of them, it's like, okay, well, this person is part of this group. They, they they are the quote unquote best player from the dominating alliance. They should win the game. But if it's two of them, then they have one alternative choice to, yeah. to go to. Yeah. And maybe that's getting a little too a little too cute with the with the math and the votes and, and how it would work. And maybe they would just split the votes. If it's D, Drew, and and Jake, maybe they just split the votes between between D and Drew. Well, it might and be too cute now that they got rid of Kendra, because like that's another goat you could just bring with you to the end like this is they've been playing this wrong for too long now like when they got rid of her they eliminated a lot of their paths to an easier or more secure win i think i think this is really interesting because you can make the argument because i don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying like i don't think you're like wrong necessarily it's just you it's one very valid way to view the game and i feel like how I how I'm picturing it is also a very valid view that it's we don't I don't think we often get at this point in the game to like opposite sides of the coin of how the dominating alliance is approaching the finish line and conceivably having them both be the way they're thinking and you can both see the lines of thinking as why it'd be good or bad for them. I guess what what I'm most interested to hear is if there's three of them up there, if it's Drew D and austin like tell me tell me what you did better than everyone else and it's just i think like it's going to be hard for them to come up with stuff in the first place but it's going to be actually think it's going to be a little less interesting to hear that than like to have jake up there making a case for himself with drew and like 
Emily, you know, like maybe that's the ultimate payoff of Katura's lawyer threat theory from the premiere is Jake gets in there. He just talks his way to a win. (laughs) (laughs) She was right all along. She's a genius. (laughs) But what's funny is I, I wish I agreed with your, like you have your, the way you view it is the more interesting path for the game. If they were viewing, you know, they were thinking ahead of when I cut these people, who can I take with me in their place? And I think that right or wrong, they're just, they are content to just coast to the final four and see what happens. I, I do agree it would make for less interesting, interesting end game, but I, I do think that's, that's where they're at and we'll see what happens again. Obviously a lot can happen, especially with Austin's two idols, which no one is mentioning because <laughs> yeah. they, they haven't had to, I think, yeah, I think. I think that goes to show how strong that group is where they're not even mentioning that, hey, Austin has two idols. Should we maybe think about taking him out when he's not expecting to happen? Like, I mean, granted, tonight was was a no because he was immune, but there were two other votes where he he clearly felt completely safe, never even came up on the idol that he was going to maybe play it at all that. Are they pulling another Jesse and Cody on us where he gave his idol to Julie and they just never revisit that? No, they did show that. They did mention that again in the previously on. But then it never came up again, which was weird. I feel like if they had mentioned that and it was going to come up, it would. It, I mean, if, if they're going to mention that and have it be a factor, it would have come up. Like if Julie said, oh, well, I still have Austin's idol, so maybe I'll play that for myself tonight if I'm feeling feeling sketchy. But it, but it like, was it was They weird didn't to revisit me. that with Jesse and Cody either, though. But but what's weird is that they mentioned it on the previously on tonight. Mm-hmm. They they specifically included that part where, where Austin says, I put one of my idols in, in Julie's bag. And why would they do that now without the payoff coming tonight? Like if it then happens next week, just put that put that in the previously on for next week. Yeah. Well, I would I'd love to see Austin somehow use two idols. That's kind of my hope. But and, and not just in a way, well, there's two votes left and I have two, so might as well play them. Yeah. You can always do the Marianne and uh, say at Final Tribal, the best part of my game is that uh, I never use my idol. Surprise! But that was a, that that part of that was a secret idol in a game where everyone was telling everyone everything. Like the first chance they had, she never she like she she had it, never used it, and never told yeah. anybody about it. That was we don't need to re- rehash our different view <laughs> viewpoints on that. But that that was part of it too, is that no one knew about it, and everyone told everyone everything in that season Austin's idols are, are known at least by by his by his group um we're not at the immunity challenge yet so let's get into that <laughs> pretty pretty basic <laughs> we can always come back to everything but let's at least get through the the other parts of the episode here they line a steep ramp suspended over water was Jeff calling the handles handholds I'm glad I didn't notice Either it was the weirdest way ever to say handles or he was calling them handholds and I was going crazy over something that doesn't mean anything. But it's like, dude, these are clearly just handles. Call them handles. But if you didn't catch it, we don't we can just move right on past it. 
think he might have been going full tilt boogie with his vocab. <laughs> I mean that that wasn't even the weirdest thing he said at this in this challenge. <laughs> um, moving to to smaller handles at regular intervals, um, and at one point he says. It's like a fun game you'd play at a carnival, having some laughs, eating a scone. I completely missed that. <laughs> what is his life like? And and and, and Jake correctly says, "What kind of carnival are you going to?" <laughs> but the scone, I've never once. I mean, I've bought a lot of treats at my share of fairs. Never once has a scone, I don't think, even been on the menu. You, you're you telling me you haven't stood for 30 minutes in the scone line at the Minnesota <laughs> State Fair to uh, grab a nice dry piece of bread? <laughs> Can't say that I have. Can't say that I have. I uh, think it was um, Gordon Holmes who just tweeted, oh, do they serve scones at rich people carnivals? <laughs> <laughs> they must. They must. Just... He he's got to be just. I mean, how out of touch with with just regular people is he? That would explain a lot of decisions about the show. Actually, I mean, the way he talks about love in just just this weird like robotic way. Yep, and he's like, or just like the the things he he said that try to come off as like profound. It's like the thing about the the mother daughter <laughs> like the parent relationship is one of you is the mother, one of you is the daughter. It's like, yeah, dude, that's the, that's like the whole thing. I wish I could remember what season that was. Um, but do you remember that one? It's probably like a Blood versus Water or something. I'm pretty sure it was late 30s because it was it was at a loved one's yeah. challenge. Oh, okay. And it, and it's something along the lines of thing about like the parent relationship is one of you is the mother, one of you is the daughter. It's like, like yeah, it's like that's not the thing. Like the thing about it is literally what it is. Like yeah, dude. Um, yeah, he's. He's a, he's an interesting guy. I would love to know what he's like. Just I'm like Thanksgiving. What does he talk about at Thanksgiving dinner? Probably asks where the scones are. <laughs> Probably talks about the the Cowboys' offensive alignment. That'd be that'd be incredible. He's just a football head. <laughs> yeah, they, just the, Tony's got to miss a week, and Propes just steps <laughs> in. Oh, that's great. Yep. Um, do we want to talk about the Couture thing? Uh, I might need to just, yeah, vent a little bit about it. So, so Katura, she's, she's on the, 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 the ramp, whatever. And she starts to kind of have, I mean, if it's a, if it's a true panic attack, like we're not making fun of anything of that by, by any means, but she, she doesn't want to like go into the water. So she ends up stepping off back onto the onto the platform, doesn't go into the water and goes over to the bench. And at the end of the challenge, which Austin wins against Bruce, of course, um, she says she's not scared of the water. She was, she was prepared for it, but couldn't go into it. And if that's just, if that's just a panic attack, like I get it. It just, the way the show handled it was very was weird, weird part. Yep. Cause they didn't really give any context and they didn't address it like, oh, you we were having a panic attack. Like, do you need like just take some deep breaths? Do you need someone you need to see medical? It was just like, if you don't go in the water, don't go in the water. You don't have to go in. And then Jeff's like, but here, jump in and swim out that swim out there with your drive mates. It was just very weird the way that they edited it and and handled it live, it seemed like. Yeah. It was 
I wonder why they, I mean, it, it was like interesting, I guess. So I could see maybe why they included it, but like the episode, just big picture feel of the episode would not have changed at all if they just didn't show that part. Like, but they have to, I guess, because she stepped off the... Versus going in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it was just... It was strange because, like, afterwards, she just, like, gets in the water and swims. Like... And and looked, like, looked to be a very competent swimmer. Yeah, and then, like, everyone's, like, cheering for her like a child. <laughs> like, so, I don't know. It was just really... I don't know if I if I had a panic attack uh, up there and like just felt like self-conscious about my swimming and decided like, yep, I'm just going to tough it out. I'm going to I'm going to swim back with everyone like I wouldn't want them making a point to like clap for me when I swam back. I'm like, I'm already embarrassed enough here. I'd agree for me. That would would make it so much worse. Yeah. But yeah, it was the whole it it was just just weird. And I'm, I'm glad that she got past whatever was happening but this is more more about the show than than yeah it's like is about the show versus what she was going through the show just again it was just weird they tried to it was like they tried to make a seri moment that's exactly what i was thinking of yeah but but you know how you get a seri moment by having a legend like seri earn that moment and even then it was corny and not needed yeah yeah and it's that's like i mean she failed at it repeatedly and it's like dark out by the time that they're like she finally gets it done but like everyone's just out there like like waiting for her and wanting her to do it and like that's still the applause that i wouldn't want but at least like i don't know it just seemed more organic than whatever this was yeah but but move on to the vote scrambling as always and back at camp bruce he's gonna play his idol he's gonna play his idol nothing's gonna change that just i don't really care that he's out but i just it's just disappointing to see someone make such a dumb mistake yeah i i was thinking through as it was happening like what i might have done in the situation I mean, what would be, yes, like it was an obvious time to play it and you just need to play it to keep yourself in the game. I get it. It would be a terrible feeling to use your idol, like, let's say that it was a tie vote or whatever and you stayed in the game because you used your idol. Like, you know that like the next time that you don't have immunity you're just out of the game like i don't know it it would be a really terrible feeling to have it use it and then just be completely helpless the next tribal but you got to be yeah. there so. I, I think you've got to view it as you know this this is survivor like yes i've been the target but anything can happen in this game especially when it gets down maybe not with this group down to, to the end fair point but thinking just just big picture survivor at any point 
anyone can flip. It takes all it might take is one conversation or one backhanded comment or one joke that doesn't doesn't go over well. And someone could be out just like that. And you you've got new life in the game. Or when people then see you as, oh, he's the obvious vote, let's work with him to try to flip it when everyone thinks the vote's gonna be so easy. They're gonna be they're gonna be calm, they're gonna be unbothered, they're not gonna see it coming. And in Bruce's case, he's won the challenge, won the challenge, and you know, second doesn't win anything, but he was second in the challenge. Like the way it's been going, he's got as good a chance as anybody to win that next immunity challenge. Every time you're immune at the vote, any you just gives you one more chance to then break some numbers up. Then you're there again the next day. Like I said, you you, you just got to be there. Got to play the hand you're dealt, but you got to be there to play it. Yeah, and I could just be trying to justify to myself that he like just didn't make a horrible mistake, and like he he should still be there. Like it should be pretty clean. Um, play is idle, still in the game. Jake goes like. I'm it would be uh I wonder if it's good or bad strategy to like at some level like you know they're trying to flush your idol like you you know this and like I wonder at what point it's actually the right play not to play it because it's so obvious like what the right move for them would be like, you know, like if these people were like really smart, they wouldn't actually vote me out and they'd burn my idol. Like maybe you just like bank on the fact that they're going to make the right strategic play. And then you still are in the game with an idol, but I don't think that's really the kind of thinker that Bruce is. Yeah. Cause I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier in the season. Like, is are we sure Bruce is a good player? No, we're not. And this I mean, would... we're pretty sure he's not, actually. <laughs> yes, fair enough. And this kind of just goes right along with that. I, I think your line of thinking, he was their preferred target anyway. So, like you're saying, maybe they, they should have flipped the votes on you know, done four on Jake, three on Bruce, try to get Bruce to play as idol and not be the vote, but Bruce was their preferred target anyway. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that is a good line of thinking is like if I'm going to be the secondary vote to keep my idol or to get rid of my idol, but then keep me in the game for an easy vote next time, maybe not play it. I also think it even even still it it would take some serious balls to make that to make that move. Well, Bruce, Bruce has something. <laughs> uh, but but M or Couture actually and. Couture actually pitches the idea of voting Julie out to to Emily. And, you know, she says, you know, we we call her Mama J for a reason. Someone like that at the end is dangerous just for how how beloved they are by everybody. And. And so Emily kind of feels it out. And I think her not pushing this plan. Was was a very good move like that can it be hard to justify that as a final tribal speech like moment, but from just an, a, a narrative or um, edit standpoint, it's a definitely a point in her favor that she was able to, to read like, Hey, this is a possibility. Let's see where it goes. 
when there's no traction, you don't push it. You go with the with the plan you know. Yeah, no, that's my winner pick. I saw that early on. You know, I knew, I knew that she had this. So, um, good to see her still trying to make things happen, but but playing smart at the same time. Yeah, that's that's a really impressive trait when someone sees like a juicy plan, but knows when to pull back, and it's like sometimes the safe play. I say I say this probably once a season at least. Sometimes the safe play is the right play. It might be boring. It might not make for great TV. And in this case, it did just because of Bruce's blunder. But this the safe play can be the smart play easily. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this appeared to be it. Yeah. And she and she did just enough work with Bruce. She even says, if I can convince him that Julie is the vote. And but then if he doesn't play as idol, then he goes home, then it's. Even better, and it's probably not going to work, but might as well do it and. What do you know? It worked. It worked. It worked. Um, do you want to talk about so so Bruce tells Jake, because now that he needs Jake, um, he tells Jake about his lie, which ends up I don't know if that was like the final nail in his coffin with Jake going against him, but it's, it certainly didn't help him help his case. Um Jake Jake had a he had didn't a, help he had, Jake either. He had a he this was a tough moment for him. And you gotta feel for someone in Jake's position, just playing defense from the word go. And he's like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be like the, the secondary option again. And he was here. Um, I mean, it's just gotta be rough. Like you're out there, you're trying to put on a, on a, on a good face. You're having fun. You're still cracking jokes. You're trying to have a good time out there. So the best of your ability trying to play the game, but you just can't get any traction. Like, did you compare him to Owen last week or yeah. a week or two ago? Yeah. I mean, yep. It's still such an such an apt comparison. Just two likable guys. They they know they seem to understand the game. They're smart. They want to do something, but there's just no foothold for them. Yep. Nope. No handholds. <laughs> that and just, it would just be so frustrating. Like you're mentally drained, you're physically drained. Everything you do just gets shot down, if even listened to to begin with. So a Jake win, as unlikely as it might be. Like the emotional release and the catharsis of that would be worth it, I think, because you yeah. just feel I'd feel just so happy for him that after all of this that he went through, he somehow ends up winning the game. I think it's a long shot, but you never know. I need him in the final three. Like I, I need him up there at the end, arguing. Oh, they, they might just ignore him, depending on who else is up there. Yeah, yeah. But the but the potential for for what he could do, yep, would would be worth it. Um, did you did you have a read or a, a feeling one way or the other on whether or not you thought Bruce would play as idol? Yeah, I just thought he would. Um, and then like they kept they always do the thing where they like edit it where it looks like they're not going to play it, and I'm like, oh, yep. Yep. Yeah, they show him happening like, here. Like stroke, stroking his beard or like twiddling his thumbs. It's like that could have come from any moment at Tribal Council. Yeah, and then he didn't play it, and then I was like, "Oh, well, I don't care anyway." Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was gonna play it though. I I thought there was no chance he kept he he didn't play it. I I was I was shocked. Yep. It just. 
it's hard to say this is like an all time bad play because people have been brought up with idols before, but this one just seemed so obvious. Yeah, it was like it's yeah, people leave with idols, but it's usually like a blind side. Yes. And this like was it, the opposite. Of yeah. Black side. You're just voted out. You were, they wanted to get you for at least three votes. It's the majority is against you. You know this. No more Bruce acting, no more Bruce dancing, no more Bruce jokes. Yeah. I, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I think so. So, final seven. Reba has a distinct 4-3 advantage. If they want, they can just roll to the end of the game. You know, barring unfortunate immunity wins going against them. Um, which, I don't know how likely that is. I don't know how much of a threat Couture is. Jake... I haven't seen enough to say he's a huge threat, but I also don't know that he's just an automatic loss in a challenge. Um, but with with D and Austin, and and Julie's done well in the physical challenges too, I think the likelihood of of Reba's winning out in immunities is probably pretty high. And then, like we said, we've got Austin's two idols, which have to come into play. He can play them. He has three more votes in which he can play them. We'll see. I, I still. Emily has the best story as a winner, like by far. It wouldn't even be close. J- Jake honestly would be, would be number two story wise, just from a, a a you know character arc standpoint. Um. I I feel like Emily's gonna pull it off. It just feels like they're gearing up for either a win or like a a fire challenge loss. I feel like is what she's going to do. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean they just haven't done that much. Like I think D is probably like third as far as who the show is kind of leading you to believe will be it cuz like we I feel like Austin and Drew are playing really well, but they're just not like we just don't see them much. Drew gets a lot of confessionals because he's very good, like storyteller. Yeah, yeah. So but... he gets a lot of those moments, but I don't know if that's just because he's good at confessionals or if it's because of his standing in the game. Yeah, like there's there's things like just from like the feel of the season so far, it's hard for me to imagine him reading Drew's name a bunch of times for a win. Oh, that's a good. That's a really interesting way to put that because now that you say it, it feels off. Yeah, and and Austin a little bit too. Like, I could see it with Emily. I could see it with with D. I could see it with Jake. I don't know about the others. Yeah, I, I mean, I think Katura is no no win equity, 0%. Jeff Math be damned, it's it's 0%. Um, 
I mean, after tonight, Julie had a pretty. Yeah, I could see Julie from from a narrative standpoint. This was a big episode for her. Yeah. And maybe it's just because the loved ones happened and it coincided with some other other moments for her and just coalesced into this this episode. Um, And it's not much more than that. We haven't seen a ton from her um, throughout. Well, I like started to mention her winning tonight. I think that was part of it. Like, like who's who's not going to vote for someone who's Mama J? Like they actually brought it up, so I think that helped. Yeah, that also could be just uh, another move of I need to convince this person to vote for this for this other person. It could. What, what can I use? It could, but like when it didn't happen and it didn't. Like it kind of came close to happening because she actually got a vote, I guess. Yeah, but, but, but like from Bruce, though. Yeah, and like they didn't have to show it, and and I'm just saying, like they're starting to paint that picture with Julie even. When, but when like, you say that they didn't have to show it, what is it there? They didn't have to show that conversation with Katura, like going to, and and that could be points in Katura's favor I, too. I think not, they probably yeah. did. So there was an explanation as to why Bruce didn't vote for Jake. Okay. Okay. I mean, that, that, that'd be my viewpoint. I know they don't always explain when someone just gets some random one vote, they don't always show why. But I think in this case, because if it, it would expl- it explains why Bruce thought to go Julie versus voting for Jake to help, help ensure his spot in the game. Okay. I guess just main point then, like, but yeah. Would you would you still say that you can picture Julie winning more than Drew or Austin? Austin, no, probably equal with with Drew. Okay, I would put Austin ab- above above her. I would go Emily D. Honestly, maybe Jake. Yeah, I think that would be my order. Then. Austin, take your pick between between Julie and and Drew, and then Katura. Yeah, would be my order. Yep. But yeah, I I would love to see Austin and Emily and Drew get together and use Austin's idols. Like I hope he wins immunity next week, and says, "Hey, let's do something. Let's flip it. Let's take control with us, and let's do this, and let's." Let's make some noise for the last three weeks of the season. You, I mean, you know that Austin's not voting D out though, right? Like, oh, 100%. I mean, so like you said, I thought you said Austin, Drew, and Emily. Well, because those, those, those are kind of, those are the two that Emily works with. Like she's, yeah, she's closer with those two in the Reba. Yeah, I guess. In that case, I don't see Uh, Austin doing anything without D though. Like, he's kind (laughs) of, did you, did you watch the next time on? No. There's just one little clip about it's it's Austin and D talking. Again, we have no idea the context. And one of them says, What do you think about most for Survivor? And the other one says, This. And it's just the two of them like lying on the beach at night. Yeah. And so you you know what the show wants you to think they're talking about. Um, but yeah, those those two, whether it's a showman's or not, they're they're just very tight. Whatever, whatever yeah. the re- the reason or, or relationship is, there they're very tight. I th- I think D would cut Austin way yep. before Austin would cut yep. Drew. A hundred percent, like 100%. not even a question. Yep. But 
never know. Maybe it should be collateral collateral damage. If that's what I would love, I would love to have like Austin stays and plays idle for some strategic reason, and then like Emily takes that and just flips it and like takes D out. That would be sick. That would be exactly what we need, but not counting on it. But you know, never know. Three weeks left. A lot can happen in three weeks. Although I think we are trending towards probably a not not a bad finish, but maybe a one that's not especially exciting. Because like be... a, like a, a D win wouldn't be bad. It just wouldn't there wouldn't be any excitement to it because you've seen the writing on the wall for so long. Yeah, maybe a little underwhelming. Yeah, but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't make her any any like worse of a winner. I mean, I think it would be a testament to how well she played the game and yeah, yeah. The, str- the stranglehold she had on it. Just from an audience standpoint, maybe is the most exciting way to finish. But again, three weeks, never know what can happen. Lock lock can go on. Um, we should be here regular schedule next three weeks. Um, any last thoughts on the episode or what's to come? No. Just keep watching. Kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of ways it could play out. Yeah, just keep keep plugging away, and we'll see see what happens. Uh, make sure you are subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else. Follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. For Jared Sunden, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another scoop of the Christmas.